This is an ABC podcast. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, and then, oh. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Jay. Jay, thanks for the welcoming party. Hi, Hi, I'm Fee Poole, and this is my husband, Pete. Hi there. And our two boys. Hi, I'm Hunter. Hi, I'm Muska. And we're learning ways to be greener. You can learn too on Little Green Pod. Yay! So, Dee, you know I'm here because, like, we're thinking about getting a pet. So, here's my situation. I've got two little boys. I've got a big backyard. But we do have chickens. Free-range chickens. They do free-range. Anyone here good with chickens? No. <laughs> but we do have animals coming in all the time. So do you think if we're going to consider getting a pet that a rescue animal is the way to go? Absolutely. There's so many animals out there that need good homes and they're beautiful animals. Is it the green option? I think so. There's waste There's so much that's being created that is then wasted and animals are no different. But hang on, should I be getting a new pet at all if I want to be an eco-warrior? Professor Robert Vale is based at the Victoria University of Wellington in New Zealand and he wrote a book called, wait for it, Time to Eat the Dog, A Real Guide to Sustainable Living. Professor, should I get a dog? Well, if you haven't got kids, yes. Or if you haven't got a big car or if you don't do a lot of flying, maybe you could get a dog. But if I'm driving an SUV and I've got two kids? Well, then a dog would be quite a serious addition to your ecological impact. One big dog has the same footprint as the average citizen of Indonesia. What about a small little cute dog? Little dogs have a smaller impact than big dogs. Everything has a footprint, but the smaller it is and the more vegetarian it is, the better. If you have a big dog, it eats a lot of meat, and meat is a high-impact kind of thing to eat. That's their primary environmental issue, really. Does your pet need to eat meat? Goldfish, no. Dog, a bit. They can also eat veggie treats. Cats, they're non-negotiable carnivores. Do you really think we should eat our dogs? Well, no, I don't think we should eat our dogs. But the reason we talked about time to eat the dog with a question mark is that kinds of decisions we're going to have to think about making are going to be of that sort of level of difficulty. Okay, so you've waited up and you can't resist a new poochie-woochie, but you want to be eco-friendly. I found just the person to help. When Annika Vandenbroek was six, she bred mice and she sold them to the local pet shop for 40 cents each. Now she runs a multinational pet care business from Sydney and one of her passions is helping animal lovers reduce the carbon footprints of their furry friends. She's going to talk us through icky kitty litter, food and how to navigate the daunting range of stuff we can buy or not. The challenge with products such as cat litter is that they contribute to so much waste because they're recyclable in no way. And even in the fact that, you know, the way that they're sourced is very harmful to the environment. One pet industry survey found 32% of Australian cat owners use clay-based litter each week. 
21% use crystal-based litters. The clay in litter comes from mining and about five tonnes of coal is needed to produce one tonne of silica gel for crystal-based litters. Look for litter that is biodegradable. If it's made from wood, check that it's sustainably sourced. If it's made from paper, recycled is best. You can compost litter, but don't use it on edible plants. Also, steer clear of litter tray liners and plastic poo bags. They're unnecessary waste. But I think it's worth talking about with cats as well, what you can do to reduce their environmental impact of wildlife and what they do when they're outdoors, because there is a consideration there. I know. I remember my sister's cat bought in a magpie one night. I was like, oh no, (laughs) that's terrible. That is terrible. I know. Look, it is terrible. A 2017 analysis by researchers from three universities calculated that cats kill more than one million birds in Australia every single day. Things like ensuring that your cat actually wears two bells on its collar as opposed to one bell, making sure they're fed before nighttime and ideally locking them in at nighttime so that they can't actually go and catch something. But nothing quite loves you as much as a dog, (laughs) though, you know, like, and especially for people that just, you know, it's their fur baby. What can they do to help reduce, even though we know that a dog's footprint is so large? I mean, I can't believe they eat five times the meat of a human each year, but what can we do to reduce that? There are lots of things you can do. So firstly, consider feeding your animal the whole animal. So we're eliminating wastage, if you like. I think it's really important to not overfeed your animal. So we have a lot of people, I suppose, even with treats that are, you know, showing their love. And absolutely, I agree with you about the unconditional love. But, you know, I think part of the challenge in that is that often we overfeed them, which is unnecessary. I think it's good to look for alternate sources of protein. So beef and lamb have the highest environmental impact. So looking for sources such as chicken or fish. If we were going to cook up something delicious and nutritious for a dog, what sort of things would it need in there? Several types of protein is what you're trying to put in there. I mean, at least one, but if you can put two, that's a bonus. Rice and then a variety of vegetables. What about cats? Are cats meant to eat so much fish? Cats actually are quite different to dogs because they have a protein-only diet. So it could be beef, lamb, chicken, you know, any source of protein. What about if we're just very busy and I look, don't really want to make my animal a meal every night? When you're just at the shopping centre, what should we reach for? Find products that actually use less packaging. Do some research on the companies that you're actually buying the food from to find out what their environmental policies are. But look, aside from food, there are other ways to reduce their environmental poor print, such as, you know, choosing grooming products that actually have a higher concentration of active ingredients and have biodegradable ingredients themselves. So when they wash down the drain, you know, they're not affecting sort of Mother Earth and the our oceans. And even your choice of toys and other things that you entertain your dog in. I always find it so amusing how many people buy soft toys for their animals when in fact their jaws are the strongest muscles in their body. So they just rip them to pieces in a, in a few minutes. So there's a lot of consumption of resources that goes into making these products that are then fall apart in a short amount of time. So just be mindful of that when you're making your choices. Yeah, my mom would buy about three or four, maybe even five dog beds for little Angel every year. Dog beds. And, you know, the other thing with dog beds is the freight. So usually manufactured in China, the freight to even get them to Australia, even things like people keeping electric blankets on for their animals so that the animal sleeps in a hot electric blanket every night. You know, they're things to consider, I suppose, just like we do for ourselves that make an impact on the environment. 
And finally, what's your number one tip for being an eco-friendly pet owner? For a dog owner would be to raise your awareness of the consumption of not only what they're eating, but everything else you buy for your animal. I know we're trying to show them love, but at the end of the day, they want our attention more than anything. And I think for a cat owner, I would say choose better litter. And I suppose for all other animals, and there are so many there, it's just raising awareness, isn't it, of everything we buy and whether we need to consume so much. Less is more. Less is more. Which chicken do you want to carry? I'm going to take chicken on. I'll take Mrs Brown. You know, today I heard all about pets and what sort of pets are good for the environment. Yes. Guess which pets are the best for the environment? Chickens. They're right up there, babe. Yes. I love having chickens. And if they're good for the environment, they're even better. They're vegetarian and they also produce food. And because they're small. Why does small give benefits? Because they eat less. And they also eat all your food waste. Oh. So anyway, I don't think we need any more pets. Okay. I'll give you a kiss first. Come on. Love you all. Good night. Have sweet dreams. And see you in the morning. So we're content with our chooks, but we learn how to be eco-friendly carers for dogs and cats too, and we'll definitely be following Dee's tips to adopt from a rescue organisation if we ever decide to grow our brood. In the meantime though, I want to see how you're being a green pet mama or dada. Take a pic of your furry or feathered friend, share it on social and hashtag at LittleGreenPod. And remember, you can hear more episodes of Little Green Pod for free on ABC Listen, or wherever you get your podcasts. Little Green Pod is a ABC Audio Studios and a ABC Regional and Local Production. It's presented by our mum, Fiona Paul. The producer is producer. The producer is Samantha Turnbull. Audio engineer is Simon, Simon Branthwaite. And the executive producers are... Is Keenan Rachel Fountain. You did it, kid. Finally, now.